Well, we've been talking about trouble. And we've been talking about how a Christian can learn to handle trouble God's way. And as we looked at those verses in the first chapter of Philippians, we were discovering how Paul handled trouble. He was certainly a man who had enough of it to handle, and if anybody can tell us how to handle it, he is that man. And the main thing that we were noticing was that Paul handled trouble by looking beyond the trouble to see what its purpose was. He recognized that God was at work in trouble, that it was not just the trouble that he had to focus upon, but how this trouble could be used to honor God and, and uh, used for the further progress of the gospel. Now we're going to move from that Philippians passage and look at another aspect of how trouble can honor God and what the purpose behind trouble may be. You see, trouble and affliction sometimes comes that we may experience God's comfort. Uh, this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter. It's interesting how often in the first chapter of his letters he speaks about his own problems and his own trouble. These things were very much in the forefront of his thinking and very much in the forefront of his mind, uh, even as they are in the forefront of your mind perhaps today if you're in some kind of real soup. Well, here's what Paul says in verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, that's a most important verse for us to remember. Trouble and affliction sometimes comes to us so that we can also experience the comfort of God, and having experienced that comfort of God, we can be used to comfort other Christians who are in trouble with the same comfort with which we have been comforted by God. Now, there is a very interesting purpose that Paul outlines for us. You see, we do not know how to comfort others fully, until we know that comfort. When affliction comes into your life and you turn to God for comfort, for he is the God of all comfort, it doesn't come from any other source. If comfort is going to come, it must come from him. As he says in verse 3, he is the God who brings all comfort. Well, when you turn to that God and experience that comfort, you're a new person. You have now a new experience. You have something new to share. You now have a new responsibility, and you have a new opportunity. Before that time, you may have known trouble, but you did not know comfort. You did not know how to go to the Word of God and find out those comforting promises from God. Now you've learned. You did not know how to enter into the counsel of the Holy Spirit as he gives it to you in the scriptures. Now you know. You didn't know how to really lean and trust upon those promises of scripture and find them come true in your life. Now you know. All these things that you did not know before, you have now known in your own personal experience. And you have known them not only intellectually. Oh, you may have known them intellectually before, but it's another thing to take the promises of scripture and to need them 
into the dough of your life. They're yeasty promises, and they begin to permeate and fill all of your life. And when you take that yeast of the Word of God and and put it into the dough of life, and you knead it in and it begins to work, and it works its way throughout your life, it does something for your life. It transforms your life. It puts a whole new perspective upon your life. So God sends trouble to your life because he wants to use you as a person who can spread his comfort, as a person who can spread his message of hope and cheer and goodness and joy and happiness even in the midst of difficulty. That's why he often sends affliction and trouble to you. Were you wondering why you had that appendectomy? Well, there was an opportunity for you to discover the comfort of God that you might become a really useful servant in helping others with physical operations and afflictions and pains. Were you wondering why you lost all those funds? That was an opportunity for you to find the encouragement and comfort and instruction of God as to how to handle a difficult situation like that. Were you wondering why that person got on your neck and began to, began to hound you day and night and bother you and persecute you? That was in order that you might learn how to handle that kind of situation by coming to God's Word and coming to God in prayer and, and finding out the ways of dealing with difficult people. And when you learned that, you could become a person to counsel many other Christians in what to do in times of trouble. God often prepares his servants, his choicest servants, with the most difficult problems. Very frequently at our seminary, over at Westminster Seminary, where I've been teaching now for about 11 years, I've noticed that some of the choicest men are men who have borne heavy afflictions, many of whom bore them before they even got to seminary, young men with great physical difficulties, great financial problems, great personal difficulties in their lives, who have had to overcome those problems. But these men were matured beyond their days and were ripe and ready to really go out and help others. The finest young men that there are working for God in the ministry often are the men who have been through the greatest physical or spiritual or some other kind of struggles in their lives and who have come forth victoriously claiming the promises of God and knowing that comfort and that counsel which enables them to endure difficulty in life. Now they're ready. Now God has molded them. He has seasoned them. He has shaped them so that they can help others. You see, instead of complaining, instead of griping, instead of saying, oh, why did this have to happen to me? Answer the question. The answer is clear. It happened to you so that you could be useful in the work of Jesus Christ, so that you could be a great blessing to many other people. But the key here is that you're not going to find that comfort if you complain. You're not going to find that comfort if you grouse and grump about it. But if you search the scriptures and rely upon the promises of God and follow the directions of God in the time of affliction and difficulty, that comfort is going to come. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds. Instead of that tossing to and fro of your mind and that palpitation of the heart, you're going to have a steadiness, a peace, and indeed even a joy that can enable you to pray, as Paul says, with thanksgiving, even in the midst of the comfort uh, of the trial, and indeed even for the trial, 
you can give thanks when you know that God is preparing you for a deeper and richer and fuller and broader and more meaningful ministry to others. You know, we all have trouble. How wonderful if we can use it as God's preparation in our life for helping other Christians in trouble. So, can you help them without going through the very same problem? Oh, yes. He says that the affliction we've had has driven us to the Scriptures and driven us to God to find his comfort so that we could comfort those who are in any affliction. The comfort of God that you have received in whatever problem you have enables you to share that comfort with others who are in problems that you may not yet have experienced. Lord, help us to endure trouble and trial and affliction, knowing that this is working in our lives, the ability to help many others. And then may we use that comfort that we have received to comfort others in Christ. For we pray in his name. Amen.